This is Kristen Hedgecock. And I'm Ash Matson. You're listening to Apta Sophia, which means useful wisdom in the pursuit of biblical womanhood. Welcome to Apta Sophia. My name is Ash Matson. I'm here with Kristen Hedgecock. Hello. Hey, guys. Got another episode for you. And on this episode, we are talking about how to handle two of the biggest, like, child tiffs. Uh, what is it? Tiffs, yeah. Two sibling tiffs. Yeah. Or kid tiffs that you have to navigate. And one is uh, sharing and one is tattling. Yeah. Those are two big areas of tension when children are together. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into the meat of the episode, we're going to do the most important thing we do in any episode. And that is our would you rather question. And this is probably my favorite one that we've ever done because <laughs> it just tickles me. Okay. This is um, from Jen Zadow and it is... Would you rather only be able to end each sentence with, you fool, or begin each sentence with, well, this is a lie, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would do the second one. This is a lie, but. Yeah. I just can't call people fool nowadays. You fool. Well, Jesus said you can't do that or you go to hell. Sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's the right interpretation of that passage. I'm like, but. Uh, I don't remember that part, but um, yeah. I'm going to look it up just for everybody. I just sake. couldn't. Not nowadays. I'd get like hacked. I just get, yeah, cut up into a million pieces, especially around here. Here it is. But I also like liars, even though I wouldn't be lying, but I would say that I was lying. They don't go good places either. So that's a tough one. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. There we go. You that's fool. Matthew 522. There you go. So you could either go to hell or you can or you do the can other one. Be a liar. I feel like over time people would realize that when you said, well, this this is a lie, but they yeah. would be like, oh, okay, she starts every sentence with that. Yeah. But if you're continually calling people fools, they're just going to they're, they're gonna get really annoyed, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Like one is probably a little bit obnoxious. Like yeah, I, one I'd is be more like, on okay, you. It's not really a lie, so stop saying that. Yeah, it, clearly. And one is like more on you. Like you're saying, uh, I'm, this is a lie, but like it's on you. Like you're insulting yeah. what, yourself in a way. Or the other one, you're insulting other people right. always, constantly, and nobody will be your friend, you fool. You fool. <laughs> you fool. You fool. They'd be like, okay, well, she's very arrogant, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. not gonna go around her. <laughs> That's yeah. really good, though. Both of them are so cringy. Yeah. I'm so glad these things are not real. So <laughs> if you want to weigh in, go to our Facebook or Instagram and weigh in. We want to hear what you would choose and why. Um, so our next Would You Rather is from... Hmm. Mm. This is going to be from Rebecca Waller. Okay, so I want to read this one first. Okay, this is from Sarah Tennant. We're not actually going to do this, but it's really funny. Um, so I posted on my Facebook to see if anybody would give us a good would you rather because Google is just, we're running dry. Um, and she said, well, unprompted, my seven-year-old just asked me, Mom, what would be worse, having your hand stabbed with a rusty nail or being slammed backwards with your neck against a cupboard? <laughs> Um, Okay, so this is the one we're actually going to do. It's from Rebecca Waller. Would you rather host in your home for a whole week, 
Stephen Furtick or Joel Osteen? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) My shiny teeth and me. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we'll do that on our next episode. And we have plenty of time to think. Yeah. We'll record again next month. I'm going to have to remember that this is the one we're doing so that we don't flub again. Okay. Um, All right. So let's get into the meat of the episode. So we're talking about a common... A common uh, area of strife or a tiff uh, between children when they are together, and that is the issue of sharing Mm -hmm. and the issue of tattling. Yeah. So I just want to start from my end, because Kristen and I are not entirely sure how much we uh, line up on this. I was actually inspired both. Okay. I think sharing, we're probably more in the same ballpark, but yeah. I don't know about tattling. Okay. Because um, I'm, yeah, we'll, we'll wait. We'll get but, there. But um, I was actually inspired by your post on our page. I know. What was funny is I went to our page and argued with you <laughs> on our page. <laughs> yes. Because we're individual people. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, guys? That's so Kristen weird. and I are friends, and we have uh-huh. the same views on a lot of things, but you know, we are not carbon copies of each other. So yeah. I and saw we're her. We're still po- friends. And we also don't clear like our Facebook posts with each other. We just write what's on our mind. Yeah. It's an outlet <laughs> for both of us. So she posted, like, how do you get people to stop? How do you get kids to what's stop your tattling? Tattle. And I was like, you don't. <laughs> So that's where I'm not sure if we line up. But so I will say the underlying principle for both of these for me is that your children are tiny adults. Like we are training them to be adults. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there should be continuity between the way that we teach them to handle things now and the way that they will handle things as when they're adults. Right. Which is why they shouldn't tattle. So, let's get into it. Okay, so we'll start with tattling. Okay, okay. so you feel like kids shouldn't tattle. You give me so your argument first. So here is what I mean. Okay. In general, when my children are tattling, it is because there was some kind of offense that happened to them or against them by another sibling. Right. So in scripture, I agree with you. Our children are immature adults. If let's look at them that way. They're immature adults. They're That's little where they're saints. headed. That's where they're yeah. headed, right? Well, I'm hoping they'll be mature adults. So they're immature. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> headed towards to immature head, adulthood. I don't want them to head towards immature adulthood. <laughs> um, so what does scripture say? in regards to how we need to approach an offense when somebody has sinned against us. Right. And so scripture would say that we need to go to somebody and we need to try to resolve it with them. Right. Then, if that does not work, then you come and you get somebody else to go with you and say, hey, you, I tried to resolve this on my own. This isn't working. I need your help. Mm -hmm. Because... In real life, that's what we should be doing. We should be inciting other people's help when a friend has sinned against us mm-hmm. um, and we cannot resolve it on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be inciting counsel, godly counsel from mm-hmm. other people. 
Tattling is not that. Tattling is when somebody offended you and then you immediately run off and blab it to whoever wants to listen, including your mom. And so that to me, that is how I define what tattling is. You have not tried to resolve it yourself. You have not tried to make amends yourself and you just run off to go tell um, somebody. Now there are exceptions to the rule and here are my exceptions for my kids. If somebody is bleeding, trying to die, or in danger, you must come to me immediately. Mm -hmm. Because in real life, when somebody is bleeding profusely, trying to die, or is in imminent danger, you would call 911, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you would need more than just you to, like, help, right? Mm -hmm. Especially since they're kids and may not know first aid. But, so that's what I mean by tattling. Um, and the difference between tattling and just bringing you, another brother or sister along in to help you um, do course correction with another saint. So I think we have points of agreement. Where mm -hmm. I would differ is when a child comes to you to tell you that someone else has done something, I cannot think of... I cannot think of many instances where they would not be expecting you to intervene in some way. Mm -hmm. So they're not just coming to blab. They're coming because you're the authority and they, they, needs, they want you to intervene mm -hmm. on their behalf because they feel like the person has done something sinful. Mm -hmm. And they know that it is your job as a parent to correct sin mm -hmm. in your children. I agree with you in that I always ask, did you... Did yeah. you talk to them? Yeah. Did you tell, even if it's a matter of, he said a bad word, I say, well, did you tell him we don't talk like that? Mm -hmm. and, and then I say, if he stops after that, you may not come tell me. Right. It's between you two. Because right. you know the rules of our house and he mm -hmm. knows the rules of our house and you guys need to be willing to correct each other. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, if, if they say, yes, I did, then I'm the one to step in. I would be that second Right. Wave totally. of authority to yeah. come in. And I think we don't like that as moms because it's inconvenient. Because yeah. it is not often that a sibling will tell another sibling to stop and then mm -hmm. the person stops. Right. Because <laughs> there's no authority there. Right. And they're not, often their hearts are not soft enough yet Mm -hmm. to just feel convicted because another Christian sure. mentioned it to no, them. absolutely. So yeah. it's like it's stretching the muscles of the one who needs to confront sin, which yeah. I think is so good. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to to follow through on that Matthew 18 pattern. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I'll, it requires a lot of stopping. And that's another thing is I think women are women. Uh, parents just differ on how much you should intervene. And I mm -hmm. think I'm a little heavier on, I feel like if you're, you see your child sin, you should intervene every time mm -hmm. because every time a person sins in a specific way, they dig a rut for themselves. Mm -hmm. They form a habit and allowing them to form that habit makes it harder for them to get out of. Yeah. So if you like, that's what I have. I have issue with, um, we're just going to go all over. <laughs> I have issue with when people allow their children to throw a tantrum. Oh yeah. Because they just need to get their feelings out. And I'm like, 
you are teaching your child to lose, you're allowing your child right. to form the habit of absolutely losing their mind. Yeah. And, and giving into their emotions mm-hmm. until their emotions are spent. Yeah. Every time they are upset. Mm-hmm. And that is not helpful when you're an adult. Yeah. Adults still, there are still adults who feel like they should do that. And yeah. that's cool, but you are behind the pack. Mm-hmm. That does not give you an advantage. There are mm-hmm. a lot of things that I tell my kids, you can do that, but this is how other people are going to function in the world. And getting a hold of this is going to help you. It's going to give you an advantage. Right. And you need it. Right. You need no. as many as you can. Yeah, no, I would totally, especially when it comes to um, temper tantrums and things that obviously another child is not going to be able to like be equipped to like, hey, snap out of it. I'm more talking about like, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so hit me. Um, and like, what, what is the purpose of, of discipline? What is the purpose of um, going through um, repentance and, and that <clears throat> type of thing is to restore friendship, to restore, um, you know, community, to restore fellowship. And so if they can do that on their own, they aren't going to do it on their own when they're three, four, five, six, even seven. Right. That's not, that's not a realistic expectation to your point. They will likely need your inter- intervention to, because they're three, four, five, six, seven and lack impulse control most of the time. Um, but where it is beneficial now is most of the issues that my kids have, they can resolve on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I They don't really need me to intervene. Um, one of my, I think it was my dad who had our kids, um, and he needed to borrow my car because Scott and I were out of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, what system do you use for who decides who sits where? Because like they they seem to like they seem to have it like down pat like just whatever I'm like honestly they came up with the system on their own I told them that if they couldn't agree on where people sat and couldn't come up with a system that I would assign seats right and so they worked it out amongst themselves right and problem solved themselves yeah yeah obviously a three four five year old isn't really going to be able to have those things but. It's because I put into practice that, look, either you're going to discipline yourself or mom's going to discipline you. Right. What? And I can guarantee you're not going to want mom's discipline. Yes. So, So they have learned to really work out a lot of their problems on their own. Because they know what mom's discipline is going to look like. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's being faithful to follow through indisciplining when you're needed, but also, again, establishing the habit. What is the habit that you're, for me, the habit that I'm trying to create when I'm wanting my kids to resolve their own issues, when I'm wanting them to go to their brother or sister, is 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 that, is self-regulation and to hold one another accountable and um, to to resolve a lot of their, their issues on their own. Absolutely. Can they do it at your kids' age? No. <laughs> right. But they can at least be in the habit of doing it yeah. and going to one yeah. another and say, hey, you sinned against me and that really hurt. 
you know, or you punched me and you shouldn't respond right. to that. And, and then the other person it gives opportunity to say, you know what, but you provoked me by, you know, throwing a pillow at my head. Right. And so honestly, I don't have to intervene very much um, because I'll, my kids can work out a lot right. of their issues Yes. now that they're older. Yeah. Did they need my assistance a lot more when they were younger? Absolutely. Yeah. And the, well, to your point, the problem solving thing is something that you should absolutely allow them to do. Yeah. And one thing that I say a lot to my kids is find a way to be at peace. Yeah. Whatever you do, find a way to be at peace or I'm going to be a part of it. Yeah. And usually that's when nobody wants me to be involved. Right. They just want to punch each other in the face because that's what will happen is yeah. I don't care if they fight about or have disagreements. Another mm-hmm. thing I say a lot is you can say all the things you're saying. You don't have to screech it at your brother. You don't yeah. have to say it like that. You don't have to scream it. You don't have mm-hmm. to hit. You can still communicate the same thing without. You don't have to be happy. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree. But you can't deck each other over who's going to sit where. Yeah. And that's where I'll come in. Like, the yeah. big thing, like, I'm, if if somebody hits somebody else, I'm like, I want to know about it every time. Because when you grow up, if you hit somebody else, mm-hmm. you can go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time. That's mm-hmm. all it takes. That sure. person might decide, oh, I don't want to work it out with you. I want you to be charged with assault. So I'm right. like, you can't just hit people. And that's a safety thing. So sure. I'm going to step in every time mm-hmm. if I know about it. Yeah, I I don't necessarily expect them to work those things out, but I think we're in. I think overall we're in agreement. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's a really good opportunity to teach them to confront sin and to and to um, to go to someone when they feel like they've been wronged because that's something we all can be pretty scared to do Mm -hmm. as adults. Um, But another thing is, you know. In life, there are authorities for a reason. And that's mm-hmm. another thing that we're all shy to do is to go to yeah, the authority to call them in when the person hasn't listened. Right. And so um, you don't want to you don't want to run and be a wuss about it when you're a grown up. But you also don't want to be afraid to go to the elders when it's necessary. Or, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. To do stuff like that. So let's talk about sharing. What is your what's your. What's your approach to sharing? What's my sharing? Um, So we have this saying. I actually said it today because some one of the kids I was watching today, not your kids, but (laughs) a different kiddo uh, who I was watching was trying to get my kids to give him one of their toys. And so he's like, well, sharing is caring. And immediately, two of my older kids said that sharing isn't caring, sharing is communism. Yes! Okay. (laughs) Yes, I was going to say, do you have a bunch of communists over at your house? (laughs) And they're like, what? So anyway, so we went on, and I'm sure I just just lost a few of you. (laughs) I love that. But yeah, sharing is not caring, sharing is communism. That is something that we, that is a motto that we say in our house, and Mm -hmm. um do we practice generosity in our house? Absolutely. Generosity is um, not entitlement. It's not. It's voluntary. It's voluntary. And it's not coerced. It again back to your point of little, like treating our children and their friends, yeah, like little adults. Right. I don't get to come and walk into your house and say, Ash, give me your prized tea pot. Yeah. I want it. Sharing is caring. Like, you don't... You need like, to let me borrow this. You I, need to let me... Yeah, I, I just don't walk into your 
I mean, not that we're the same size at all, but I just wouldn't walk into your closet or your brand new thing that you just got and be mm -hmm. like, grab it from you and just be like, sharing is caring or demand that you share with me. Like as adults, we have certain things that we're willing to share with other people. And we have certain things that were like, no, you don't actually get to wear my wedding ring. Like that's, you know, something that is um, like special and I don't have to and it's mine and or, um, you know, this is my house. No, you don't get to have like you don't just get to walk in and I don't have to share my house with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that's my attitude about sharing yeah no I'm 100% on that <clears throat> no yeah. yeah now with that I'm not saying we cannot be generous but generosity to your point you know what you said it, it, it is voluntary it is um commanded by God mm -hmm. um and so we can assess what we have and choose where we can be generous. Right. And so that's where <clears throat> I, you know, um, teach my kids. They get to have certain toys that don't get played with by other kids. They get to assess their things. And then I ask them, well, what can you share? Yeah. You know, and then those go down in the playroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will usually tell a kid... If another kid wants to play with something that they have, I will say, when you're done, yeah. give it to mm -hmm. this person. That way, another kid doesn't swoop in when the other person was waiting. Oh, yeah. But um, we don't have a lot of personal property here, even though I know that's important long term. What I do is, if a child has a toy that is theirs and they leave it out in the common area. Yeah, yep and somebody else yep, grabs free. it, then it's free. Uh -huh. Yeah. If I, you know, I will say you need to go put it in your bed or put it somewhere safe. And then if somebody go, goes and gets it from your safe place or from your bed, then yeah, I'll, t I'll take it back for you because it's yours. So yeah. personal property exists, but you have to be careful with your things. Otherwise, if they're out with yeah. everything else, You're I'm not going to... asking for it. Yeah, I am not going to... Um, referee all of that and go take toys from crying children because right. you were not responsible with your stuff. Right. So. Yeah, same. Yeah. If you put your sandwich in the fridge, label it or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> There's some kind of analogy to the workforce and the and adulthood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, I think we're like pretty, yeah, pretty set on that. Yeah. I don't do timers. You don't do timers. No, one thing I do is uh, on birthdays, I don't let anybody play with the kids' birthday toys for the oh, day. Oh, yeah. That's and same with Christmas. Usually my, yes, mm -hmm. yeah. It's yeah. theirs for the day, you don't touch it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter where they put it. You mm -hmm. leave it alone for a day. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's yeah free. Yep. It goes back into the pot with everything else. Yeah. Well, we button that up. So now you guys know what to do. <laughs> we solved that <laughs> world problem. Yeah, we would love to hear your thoughts if you have a different way of approaching it. Um, but yeah, with that said. All right, go love God, go love your husband, and go love your kids. Woo.